Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Aina Nilauna has uh, written a new book, Our Wild World, From the Birds and the Bees to Our Boglands and Ice Caps, and she's on the line right now. Hi, Aina, how are you? I'm great, not a bother. I mean, how are you doing yourself? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. I was just asking before the break there, do you think that people having been out and about more with the family because of uh, the pandemic has got us a bit closer to the natural world? Oh, I think it has very much so because really, with everything else taken away from us, people paid a huge amount of interest to their, their the five kilometres or the two kilometres as it was last year. In fact, in Limerick, we had a competition in whether you remember the clean, keep Limerick clean and everybody was to take photographs of the lovely things they saw on their walks. And that was last April. And here we are this April again, still locked down. So people have been paying a great deal of attention and, you know, finding out what it is that they see, trying to put names on things, you know, bringing children to look at trees and gardens and everything else. So I suppose from that point of view, um, it has focused attention on on our close surroundings and on the wildlife that's there. Yes, I do actually remember that as part of the Team Limerick Cleanup Initiative. It's a very successful competition, great idea during lockdown as well. Um, and, and there is so much beauty all around us and that we're very lucky in many respects to live in Ireland. Well, we are because, you know, other countries have a greater, greater amount of pressure on the environment. But that said, we mustn't, we mustn't snooze because, in fact, you know, we have been changing land use. I'm just thinking it's Earth Day next Thursday, next, this next week, and it's 50 years since the first Earth Day. And that's the idea of seeing the impact of humans on the Earth. And really in the last 50 years, in the Earth in general, you know, there's been a great deal of reduction in the amount of wildlife that's about. So in Ireland, because there's fewer of us, I suppose, we have less pressure on the environment in that sense. But even here, numbers of things are declining because of the way people behave towards the environment. And this is really what I wanted to to bring about people to be aware of when I wrote the book, because the book Our Wild World is about the world that we live in and how it works from a point of view of nature. And if people really understood how it worked, then, you know, they might be more amenable to doing things to stop it breaking down or to stop it becoming yeah. a worse place. OK, so Anna, tell us, for example, about the swallows leaving in winter and when they come back and, and that annual cycle. That's a wonderful thing because the swallows, like other birds, feed aerially on insects. So, you know, they're up in the air, they're feeding on insects, and then in the winter there's no insects. Now, other things that feed on insects, you might say, how do they manage? Well, you see, they're able to change their diet. So things like robins and thrushes and finches and things, they can eat They can eat berries, they can eat seeds. But the swallows can't. They can't come down and start picking berries off the hedges or anything like that. So they have to have some kind of an arrangement where they can come here and feed all summer long. We have very long days compared to Africa, say. And then they can go away when the weather gets cold and there's no insects. So then they fly off then. So the first swallows come here, they're guided by the sun after the equinox in March. It stimulates them and we have swallows here now. They have arrived and they'll be here all summer. And by the 29th of September, when the equinox comes again and the days begin to shorten, their brains will be stimulated to 
pack up and go before the before the insects ban. There's no point in waiting until they're all gone, then you're starved. You have to feed up really well and then have enough petrol in the tank, as it were, for the journey back to South Africa. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. And it's evolution to, to avail of the earth's um, resources in two different ways. And do the same swallows come back to the same spot? They absolutely do. They come back to the same nest. They're bird ringers who have ring birds under license, put rings on the little baby birds in the nest. And then next year, those little baby birds come right back to the shed that they were born in. You know, Obviously, everybody doesn't survive the journey all the time. It's a very long place. But the same swallows come back to the same journey. So the young will come back, particularly the males. They'll come back first before the females set up their territory. And then obviously they won't, they won't marry their sisters. But um, they all come back to the same parish and some of them come back to the same shed. Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Absolutely. We're chatting to Anne and Nilauna about her latest book, Our Wild World. Um, but what happens if their nest has been destroyed? Um, does that disorientate them? Oh, well, that's the problem, you see, isn't it? I mean, if you have always been whipping in the nest of a broken window in the barn, and you have their nest and you were born there, and you come back next year and the farmer has done up the shed and fixed up the window and you can't get in any longer, well, then they can't get into where their nest is. And it will disorientate them because nest, swallows nest indoors. They're not the house martins. The house martins are the ones that stick their nest to the outside of the building. They're different birds. They more or less have the same way of living, but um, they put their nest outside. But if the fellas can't get into your barn, then that, that's their habitat gone. Right. I mean, it's the same with the corncrakes. It's the same with, with the other birds that come back to us every year. Um, the corncrakes come back and nest in the long grass. And that's what they always did. But now, because most of our fields are silage rather than hay meadows, there's nowhere for them to nest. So that's the problem. And in fact, it's a problem with the well, ground nesting birds in general, because over 50% of the country is grass. And 50 years ago, it was all hay and now it's all silage. Yeah, yeah. So there's no there's no uh, cover for them on the ground, which is uh, awful. And that affects skylaks, the meadow pipits, and even things that don't migrate. They, they find it harder to try and make a living in the bare field. Yeah. Now, I had a staring match in uh, my own house during the week with a, a massive spider. And uh, oh, yeah. ultimately the spider won. And I know spiders is uh, something you cover in the book. Oh, yes, indeed, yeah. We have we have about sixty different species of spiders in Ireland, and I don't know if it's too much television or something, but people seem to be nearly conditioned to not like them or to stare at them or what have you, and they always think they're huge and they take pictures of them with their mobile phones and blow them up, and they do look huge if you do that. Them. So the one you had in your house is probably the ordinary what they call the bath spider, the big house spider that that lives in dark places, and obviously you must have you must have contacted. No, this was a point, big you know? black thing, now. A big black, a big black legs and things. Yeah, big bent legs. Yeah, that's that's the big bath spider. Look much more dangerous than that now, Anne. I have to say, just to be a kind of. Wouldn't touch you. I mean, you know, wouldn't touch me. You should have seen the look it was giving me. Which eye is supposed to look? It has eight eyes. So you look at it all the eight eyes at the same time. Such (laughs) a mighty man, I have to say. Well, absolutely. Listen, I'm I'm proud of my cowardice, to be honest with you. But uh, anyway, um, but no, no, the spiders. There's no spiders won't won't bite humans. I mean, you know, what, what, what spider in Ireland will bite a human? Well, none of our native spiders will bite us. I mean, we have a thing called the false widow spider, which has come in in the last 20 or so years. And if you sat on one of those on the sofa, it might stick its fangs into you all right. But, um, but it won't kill you. All, nothing, unless you were, any more than a bee sting or a wasp sting would kill you. Some people are allergic to Yeah, yeah. And they swell up and they have these anaphylactic shocks. Uh, and that could happen with a spider bite too, it could. But in general, it wasn't. No, you'd be sore maybe if you got bitten with one right. of those. But... Uh, and, and, I mean, how do we get our children uh, into wildlife and nature, provoke their curiosity about it? 
Well, that's an interesting question now because, in fact, people do ask me sometimes, you know, how did I get interested in wildlife? And the answer to all this, though, is that kids are interested in everything. It's we batter it out of them. Stop touching that. That's dirty. Put it back. What are you looking at? You know, kids are interested in everything. Babies in the pram look at everything that comes into it. If you bring them out in the garden, they're turning over stones. If you bring them out, they're getting sticks and walloping trees with them, whatever. The kids are interested in wildlife. It's the adults that take them out of it. So by bringing them out of doors, by paying attention with them and paying attention and saying, well, will you go off now and see what you can find and bring it back to us? And we might be able to know what it is or we mightn't, but, you know, we'll, we'll have a look at any rate. So the children are interested. I mean, I take kids out. I used to in the good old days when you could do such things. I took out classes of children out to seashore or the woodland or whatever and they always found things and they looked in cracks and they looked under stones and they did everything so really the interest is in the children they have it there already we should nurture it rather than telling them to learn how that tree you'll fall and kill yourself and things like this rather than deterring them from it Right. Well, I have to say that your enthusiasm and knowledge is as ever really infectious uh, in and Ilona and people being able to travel a little bit more this weekend within the county. I'm sure a lot of what you've said there will prompt them to look around even more and uh, better than they might have otherwise. Our wild world from uh, the birds and the bees to our boglands and ice caps is Aina's new book. We really appreciate your time. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.